Good afternoon, and Eater fans, and welcome to the Blue and Gold Report. This week, we'll be taking a look at women's soccer with senior Jackie Samus. We'll also cover the always exciting Shocktoberfest, which is this Friday at Mesa Road and the Brent Event Center. If you haven't gotten your tickets, go to asuci.uci.edu slash Shocktoberfest. It's a great event, and you won't want to miss it. We'll give you a preview of the men's basketball team and the 2012-13 season with senior guard Damon Starring. So there's a lot going on in the show today, and we'll hope you'll stay with us. The Blue and Gold Report airs Tuesdays at 5 p.m. on KUCI 88.9 FM and the web. To listen live, go to UCIrvineSports.com, click on the Multimedia tab, and select the Blue and Gold Report from the drop-down menu. If you have a question you'd like to ask our guests, email us at blueandgoldreport at yahoo.com or tweet your question to at UCI Athletics and use the hashtag BGReport. Again, that's at UCI Athletics, hashtag BG Report. We'll try to get as many questions read on the air during the hour. Before we begin the show, let's take a look at what happened last week in UCI Athletics. Scott Juniper's women's soccer team went 1-1 one one at Anteater Stadium, losing to league leader Cal Poly 2-1 in overtime before bouncing back with a 3-1 win against UC Santa Barbara. Natalia Ledesma scored the lone goal for UCI against the Mustangs while Laura McGrail scored twice in a 3-1 triumph over the Gauchos. The men's water polo team whipped past Whittier 18-4 at the Gary Troyer Tournament in Claremont, with Boyan Herlick leading UCI with four goals. The team then took care of Cal Lutheran 14-6 as Mitch Wise and Chris Suica combined for six goals with three apiece. In men's cross-country action, Calvin Tan was the top anteater runner at the Triton Classic in La Jolla Saturday. Tan covered the 8,000-meter course on the UC San Diego campus with a time of 28.20 to come in 72nd as the team finished 13th with 381 points. Women's cross-country finished 12th at the Triton Classic and was paced by Emma Archuleta, who led the anteaters with a 42nd-place finish of 23.7 over 6,000 meters. Women's volleyball suffered a pair of sweeps, losing to Pacific and UC Davis. Allie Squires led the team with 24 kills and 14 digs over the two matches. The men's soccer team fell twice in overtime in Big West action last week. UCI lost 2-1 in double OT to UC Santa Barbara, 2-1, and then fell 3-2 to Cal Poly. Lester Hayes III scored for UCI against the Gauchos, and Cameron Iwasa posted both goals for the team against the Mustangs. Mike Edlis's women's tennis team competed in the Cal State Fullerton Fall Tournament last weekend. Sophomore Maravik Mamit and freshman Sarah Stadfeld won the Flight B doubles bracket. Stadfeld also defeated sophomore Nakisa Vadat to win Flight C singles, while freshman Sarah Gong was the runner-up in the Flight B singles bracket. Trevor Cronman's men's tennis team hosted the UCI Pre-Regional. Overall, the men won 7 of 8 matches and went 16-5 and five in singles matches. Freshman Jonathan Hamill and Justin Agbayani each recorded three singles wins. And that's what happened last week in UCI Athletics. Hi everyone, this is Jackie Samus from the women's soccer team. Mark your calendars for Shocktoberfest. The event is this Friday at 5.30 on Mesa Road and in the Brennan Center. Celebrate with ASUCI Friday night and then come out and support the men's soccer team Saturday against Cal State Fullerton at 7 o'clock at Anator Stadium. And welcome to the Blue and Gold Report. We're with Jackie Samus senior on the women's soccer team. Jackie, welcome to the show. Hello, great to be here. Uh, Jackie, UC Irvine 3-1. and one. You guys had a key mm-hmm. matchup against Cal Poly. Um, you guys came out on the losing end of that, but, you know, it was a tough game. Talk about the Mustangs and what happened. Um, it was a really tough game to lose 
we came into the match knowing that both of us were 2-0 and and um, tied for first in our conference, so we really wanted to win. And it was our first game home after uh, nine games, so we really wanted it. And it was surprising because we came out really strong. The first five minutes, I think we had maybe three shots on goal. And um, they just they weren't ready for it, and so I'm not really sure what happened in the end. It was a little miscommunication. Well, it's interesting. Alex and I were talking soccer last week, and one of the most frustrating things that that I know about soccer is <laughs> that you can dominate and possess and outshoot the opponent and still not come out with the win. And that's what happened against the Mustangs. You guys mm-hmm. had 20 to 7 on shots, and I think the shots on goal were 7 to 2. And unfortunately, those two goals that went in for Cal Poly were the goals. Yeah, it was really unfortunate. How do you how do you rebound from that when you feel you have controlled the game for so long and you still can't come out with the win? How do you then turn around and face Santa Barbara? Sometimes it's nice knowing that you were the, you outplayed your opponent rather than you came in and got killed. So I think we were just taking the same energy that we had from the Cal Poly game and brought it to the Santa Barbara game and came out knowing, okay, we know we know we know what we need to do to win and so we're going to bring it to the Santa Barbara game. I know that coach Juniper when he began here he had a his philosophy was to put each game in a box aside whether it was a win or a loss is that still what you guys do? That was probably the first thing that came out of his mouth when we all brought it back into the huddle he said okay the only game that matters now is Santa Barbara. And so you guys came out against Santa Barbara and scored 3-1 and Laura McGrail um, had a great night. Can you talk about this uh, Gauchos, the matchup with the Gauchos? Santa Barbara is an interesting team because they're typically pretty talented, but they tend to give up sometimes when you start to dominate them. And so I feel like that's what happened on Sunday, and especially with Lowe's goal. Her first goal is a great goal, and it kind of put them away a little bit. Well, let's take a look at the games coming up this week. You guys are at Pacific, at Davis, the Central Valley Swing. Pacific is three and two, zero oh and two and one. Sorry, that was not very smooth. Zero oh and two and one in conference. What do you expect to see from Pacific, and how are you going to prepare for them? Pacific is always a tough game for us because they're a, typically a less talented team, but they always bring it with fight and physicalness, so or physicality. So we're just looking to um, match their physicality and just go after it and just play our game that we know how to play. Do you guys feel you're a physical team? Sometimes we can be physical. I wouldn't say that's our dominant characteristic, but we can bring the physicality. Yes, we can. Use your mind super tactical. Um, Would you say, you know, Coco Goodson, Rachel Wood, both in the back, very imposing figures. But the rest of the field, you guys are are pretty quick and small. Is that that correct? For the most part, yes. I mean, Laura's taller, Zuri's taller. but typically, we're a smaller team, yes. And then UC Davis, 7-5-1, and 2-1-0. Talk about the Aggies. They're an interesting team as well. We've done pretty well in the past. I think two years ago, we beat them at home like 6-0, and then we went up there and either lost or tied to them last year. And um, they're also a team that's willing to work really hard, and um, they'll normally give it their all and they normally give us a pretty tough game so that's the game we're really gonna have to bring it as well well let's take a step back and talk about you um your journey to this point your senior year wasn't really easy (laughs) you didn't have a lot of uh playing time in your first three years Mm -hmm. and now you're starting this year talk about your freshman year and the next two years and how you dealt with 
you know, not seen as much time as you would have liked? It's definitely been an up and down journey for me, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Looking back now, I really, I feel like I've really matured through all of it. And um, it was tough coming in. Typically with freshman, I wasn't expecting, freshman year, I wasn't expecting to start. But then the two years after that, I I struggled a lot um, confidence-wise and just really wanting to play and being like bought into the team. But there's my teammates really encouraged me, and that was really like everyone always supported me, and that was really nice. And Scott and I sometimes had our differences, but we he, I knew he's always supporting me in the end of it. You had to play behind some talented defenders, Sarah Devine, who's on staff right now, Judy Christopher, Coco Goodson. What did you learn watching them play ahead of you? I definitely learned how to just always give it your all. Those three girls, I really look up to them, admire them, and they've always supported me as well. And um, I know they're the fiercest competitors I know. They never give up. They always are there to win. Even in practice, it was, all, it was always about winning, always about trying your hardest. And so it was really good to play behind them and watch them and learn how to bring that competitiveness to the field. Well, the the ironic part of it is you're not you're not even in the backfield now. You're starting at forward. So when did that transition happen, and how did you make the adjustment? Uh, the transition happened probably halfway through our preseason. We were having some trouble getting organized in the back, and they want and Rachel had come from UNC and been successful at UNC and um, organized the back there, and so they decided to put her back there, and it was a great fit, and it's really worked out for us. And I actually prefer playing forward because I get to score and be up top, and there's a lot more freedom up top, and so I, I'm happy with it. You And you actually started your freshman year, and you started a central midfielder, so you're pretty versatile. What positions did you play in high school? Did you play all three? Yeah, I played all three. Not normally forward, but most of the time center mid, and then I'd play center back if my team needed it. Your coach, Scott Juniper, um, has described you as a player with a very good soccer IQ, and you're very good in the air. And you're not very tall. That's yeah. <laughs> not a slight, but, you know, we have seen, like you said, Coca Goodson, mm-hmm. Zuri Walker, Rachel Wood. What are the keys to being good in the air and to, to you know, put away the ball like, you know, Abby Wambach, for example? It's really all about timing. Even if you are tall, it's, it's more about timing and being able to read the ball as it's coming down or um, read the flight of the ball if it's a goalie punt. And um, I feel like I'm getting better at that in my last couple games of my college career. But for a while, I lost it a little bit, and now I'm starting to be able to position my body better to know where the ball is going to be. Now, in soccer, do they worry about verticals? I know that, you know, in volleyball it's important, in basketball it's important. And I know Nagler has that pole with the <laughs> slats on yeah. it, and, and I see all the student-athletes jumping and trying to reach the highest height. How how much do you focus on that and work on that when you are strength training and conditioning? It just depends on if you're already ha- if you're already gifted. Some I don't have a very good vertical jump, and there's people on the team that could probably jump higher than I can. So it's really about your core and your flexibility too. And so we try to work on it in weights as much as possible, and just building our strength. And who on the team is dangerous in the air? Uh, Zuri, Haley, Rachel, Cami. Anytime any of those players are in, our coach always wants us to be serving the ball to them. You also are described as someone who can hold the ball well and you can play with your back to the goal. Can you explain what that means to some of our fans who may not understand soccer as well? Typically, if you're a forward, 
you can you can receive the ball underneath, which means you'd receive it with your back to the goal, and you kind of have to position your body right to um, hold the defender off the ball because they're obviously going to be doing anything they can to get the ball from you. And so I think I am can position my body well to hold someone off and play the ball back to one of my teammates. What are you looking for when you're holding that ball and your back is to the goal? Are you looking for runners down the sides? Or are you just looking to kick it back to someone who's in a better position? Um, kind of what goes through your mind as you're holding the ball in that situation? I'm thinking, okay, don't lose it, don't lose it. <laughs> play a good ball, don't play it to someone um, that has someone else on them because it can sometimes turn into a counterattack if you play it in the wrong way or the wrong person. But typically our coach wants us to lay it off to someone who has a better vision of the field than you do. Okay, Jackie, a lot of soccer still to be played, although you are winding to the end of your season. You see your vine in good position, mm-hmm. second place in the Big West. Uh, folks, we'll be right back with the Blue and Gold Report, and we'll have more with Jackie Samus. Parents, sign your kids up for the 2011-2012 Junior Anteater Club. All kids ages 13 and under are encouraged to join this exciting booster club. Junior Anteaters will receive outstanding club benefits, including a club t-shirt, a club membership card, and free admission to all UC Irvine athletic events. Pick up an application at the marketing table or go to www.ucirvinesports.com. And welcome back to the show. Jackie, we're going to take it off the field. I talked to one of your best friends on the team, Dana, and Mm -hmm. she mentioned that you love Say Yes to the Dress. Yes, I do. A lot of my teammates make fun of me for it. So have you been planning your wedding since you were eight? Is that where this love comes from? Not really, and I'm not really particular about anything yet. I first need to find the guy. Um, But I love watching the show. I don't know why. I love watching the watching the dresses and I love the interaction between the um, people on the show. But other than that, nothing with weddings, I guess. And she says you're active on the Pinterest wedding board. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I like Pinterest. Um, have you been posting wedding dress photos or are you just looking at other people's? I like to look at other boards. people's, especially some of my friends have started to um, get engaged. And so I'll check out their wedding boards and then add a couple of their um, pins to my pin. So, Alex and Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the one thing a girl does not want to say immediately is that she loves say yes to the dress. Am I correct? Is that that's what is that going to scare is that going to scare guy off? If uh, one of the first I things mean, she does <laughs> is say yes to the dress. Not first date type of thing. Okay, so definitely not first date material. So hide that for a little while. Is yeah, that what you're saying? Yeah, okay. I think put that on the back okay. burner. <laughs> Alex, when would be an appropriate length of time to bring up? say yes to the dress um when there's a football game on (laughs) (laughs) when there's a football game on nice um you also love how i met your mother i do love that show yes okay is ted gonna end up with victoria Mm, i don't know i actually haven't been watching season seven Mm -hmm. i watched all of them on netflix and i need to get on watching season seven that's one that's on right now okay right now while what's going on is barney and robin are getting married are you serious? Yep. No way. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Okay. Um, we're moving on. You also love to bake. Yes. Yes, and I do. And you have been known to get up at 6 a.m. to bake. Sometimes, yes. What do you bake? I love anything. I'm cookies. I'm really into pumpkin things right now because um, it's because of the fall October. Season. Yes. And um, I love chocolate chip cookies. Banana bread, pumpkin bread. I love all things all things pumpkin. Same here. Kevin, Same here. Alex, 
You guys pumpkin fans? No, Kevin is not <laughs> a fan. Okay. So, Jackie, I think you can hook up. Oh, Alex. yeah. Maybe I can bring some pumpkin bread over. Do you guys like chocolate chips or? Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Sorry. We are using this show for our own personal game <laughs> right now. Um, what is the story behind Give Him the Tongue? That was something else Dana talked about. Ah, give him the tongue. Um, I know that we used to say that as a school way back when. Okay, how do you know that? I want to say I think I might have seen it on a poster or like a sticker, or my older teammates might have told me about it. I don't remember exactly where. Okay, I went to school here, and I never heard it. Have you, Alex? Kevin? Are you guys serious? Give him the tongue? Yeah, we've never heard of it. When Dana brought it up, I, I was... Oh, wow. I could have sworn that it was from school way back when. Dana mentioned something about running into some alums at the airport or something like that. That actually probably is it. Okay. Um, We ran into some alumni and they were telling us about choosing the anteater and um, what the school used to look like before everything, a bunch of um, buildings were added. Do you remember, were they from the first class? They were. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was just a random meeting? Yeah, we also met other people on campus that were doing a tour of the of what the school looks like now, and I think that's they were the first graduating class. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm told that you will use the will use it as a rally cry. Yes. So when when do you use it? Do you use it only for soccer? Or do you use it at home? I've started to use it at home a little bit, but usually only with soccer in the locker room or um, right before we go on the field. Or even on the field before the kickoff. Okay, we gotta get a, we gotta get a demo, Jackie. Get um, this might be give a little, us a little example. Okay. So this is what give him the tongue. <laughs> give him the tongue. <laughs> yeah, so that's give him the tongue in a nutshell. Are you the only one that's doing it? No, some of my teammates have picked it up as well. So we'll see. It might be a new trend at UCI. I like it. Have you gotten Coach Juniper? He doesn't really like it. None of the coaches seem to like it (laughs) based on the faces that they make when it happens. So (laughs) I like that sound effect, the slurping the slurping sound. Yeah, I think that's gonna sound good over the radio. It actually will look good on camera too. Yes, great. (laughs) Fabulous. Okay, you also Okay, you're described as not being the best singer, but you do love to sing. True. And you love to sing Usher. Sometimes, yes. And so I've been asked to give to ask you to give us a demo. I cannot believe you were putting me on the spot <laughs> like this. Um, uh, I Actually, c- did you get that on camera, what she just did? Okay. Dana bet me that you would put your hands to your face. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah that, yep, I'm probably getting red right now. <laughs> so yes on the, do you want to sing a little bit or no? We don't have to. I can... Yeah, I'm going to pass on that one. I'm going to pass. Okay, and we also spoke a little bit off air. You are also a Harry Potter fan. Now, if you listened to the show last week, fans, we had a lengthy conversation with Kristen Winkler, (laughs) the libero of the women's volleyball team, and she was declared as our Harry Potter expert. But now I'm I'm told that you want to challenge that. All I have to say, Kristen, is bring it on. I think I can take you anywhere um, on a Harry Potter quiz, so bring it on. So I think we're going to have to set up a Harry Potter super quiz between those two um, in the future. Now let's go, let's turn the attention to campus. You are involved in a ton of activities. 
Um, you have Athletes in Action. You're involved in SAC, Uni Studies, and UCDC. Let's start with Athletes in, Athletes in Action. And what type of club is that and what kind of service do you provide? Um, it is a Christian Bible study that mm-hmm. takes place weekly. Um, I got involved with it probably starting my sophomore year, and I've really grown to love it. It's probably the thing I'm mostly involved with now besides soccer. We generally try to just um, be there for athletes and answer any questions they have about God or their sport or how those two are related. How often, how often do you meet and can anyone join or is it just student athletes? Anybody can join. Right now, our group is probably half student athletes, half people that were athletes in the past and then don't play anymore. But we meet weekly on Wednesday nights from 630 to 8 in HICFM for anybody that wants to come. And um, then we have leadership meetings throughout the week that we go to. Is there a website where someone can go to to get more information? We have a Facebook group. Okay. What should they search? What's this? Athletes in Action Irvine new page. Okay. (laughs) And now you are also involved in the Student Athlete Advisory Committee. What is your role on SAC and how long have you been involved? I've been involved, I think, also since sophomore year. Mm -hmm. I'm actually not involved anymore. We're going to have someone else take over my role. But I was on the executive board committee, and then I was a community service chair and social chair, which was a lot of fun. What kind of socials did you set up? We, at one point, we were talking about athlete prom, but there was a bunch of problems that came up with that. So if anybody wants to do that in the future, you really should look into it. And um, we normally put on, like, the end of the year barbecue, the welcome back barbecue. We try to set up community service events for people to go to. And then we also did, or every February, every February we do Big West Coin Drive Mm -hmm. and we compete against the other nine Big West schools to see who can collect the most money at basketball games, baseball games, any athletic events during February. And we donate it to the charity of our choosing so you you do a lot of community service. Have you always been interested in the civic in the civic duty? Definitely, part of it? yeah. I really like that it can bring people together and that um, you're helping out the community as well. And for those who want to get um, who actually want to get involved in SAC, who should they talk to, or where th- should they go for talk the to Deidre Butler, or you can even talk to me. I'm I can tell you all the information. They generally meet. Every other Wednesday in the mob um, from 5 to 6 p.m. And it's a lot of fun. There's free food. You get to socialize with other athletes, which was probably one of my favorite parts about it, is just getting to meet other people on other teams that are interested in the same things. How big is the group now? I've heard that the first meeting they had, there was almost every team represented. Oh, wow. So that would be about 18 reps because sometimes you can send two to a meeting, so it just depends. And let's go on to uni studies. What is uni studies? Uni Studies is a class that I took my freshman year. It's for any undecided, undeclared freshman. They typically make you take the class because it helps um, in case you don't do so well in your other classes. It is a class that just goes over the basics of UCI, over majors and minors, requirements, campus resources, anything else that you would need to know as a freshman. When you came as a freshman, were you mentored by someone in Uni Studies? Yes. What was the best piece of advice they gave you? That was a while back. That was a while back. Um, Well, what type of advice do you give to freshmen now? Well, what I found really helpful about it way back when was they had us take a career personality test, kind of, and you got to see what letters represented you. And I think I had social 
artistic and something else. And that really helped me kind of narrow down my search. And now with the freshman, I've had my first discussion on Wednesday with my co-leader, Alec. And it was a lot of fun. And we got to talk to the freshmen, ask them questions about their fears at UCI, um, what they expect, what they really want to know about UCI. And it was interesting seeing all the answers. So you really understand when freshmen come in and are completely bewildered and have no idea which direction to take. Yeah, it's definitely a different experience because coming in as a soccer player, your season is in fall. Mm -hmm. So you come in two months before school starts and you immediately have 20 friends. Whereas a different freshman, like my brother, who's going to Riverside this year, goes and doesn't know anybody that's there and really has to uh, rely on his own wits to figure out the campus and whatnot. Is he taking advantage of uni studies at Riverside? Do they have that? I'm not sure if they have it, but he's a declared chemistry major, so I don't think he would be in that class. Okay. Um, And finally, you are participating in UCDC. Can you uh, talk to our fans about what that is? UCDC is a program that sends students over to Washington, D.C. to do an internship during a quarter during a summer. I'm going to be doing the winter 2013 quarter and um, or the winter 2013 program. And right now I'm applying to all my internships. Um, You can get involved with internships for nonprofit organizations, um, the White House, Senate, lobbyists, law firms, anything like that. Right now, I'm not really looking into politics per se, but more so the nonprofit or law firm route. Have you been watching the presidential debates? Yes, yes, I have. What What are you? What type of topics are you interested in? As you know, a near college graduate, what are you looking to hear from either candidate? I definitely think that the job market's important. Um, where our country's going economically, what sort of jobs are going to be created in the next four years. I think that's really important for the overall success of the country and um, and for me, because I'm going to be looking for a job in about six months. So. Well, I, I, I have to think that this experience in Washington is going to be amazing. Um, you'll probably make a ton of contacts. And I, I believe that we had someone in marketing, Sarah, I think that was Sarah, went to Washington and she was part of, gosh, I want to say she was doing something in Washington as well. Um, and it wasn't part of UCDC, but um, hopefully maybe we can get that name for you and you'll have a connection there once you get there. My friend Jonathan Centro that used to work with sports marketing went over and did the UCDC program and interned with DC United, the soccer team. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so he had an awesome experience and I had a couple other friends really recommend the program to me. Well, Jackie, you're busy watching Say Yes to the Dress, you're busy with all your campus activities, and you are part of the women's soccer team. You guys are still in the mix. Uh, last late charge, hopefully, to definitely to finish strong in the regular season and make some noise in the tournament. Uh, good luck the rest of the way, and thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Hi, Annie Eater fans. This is George Koontz, head coach of the men's soccer team. Are you interested in receiving information about UC Irvine Athletics? Sign up for the A-List, an email news service that is completely free to our fans. You'll receive information and special offers about the Anteater sports you follow. Get the news when you want it. Visit www.ucirvinesports.com and click on the A-List logo to join. Okay, and welcome back to the Blue and Gold Report. We turn our attention now to men's basketball, and we have Damon Starring, senior guard, with us today. Damon, thanks for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, let's open up with Shocktoberfest, an awesome event. You have 
This will be your third year involved in Shocktoberfest. What should fans know about Shocktoberfest? It's absolutely awesome. I mean, the brand sells out. It's it's a great environment. People are excited. We're excited. It's you know it's the first day we get to come out and officially practice. Um, it kind of just it sets the tone for the season for both men's and women's basketball. Fans, if you've never been to this event before, it begins 5.30 this Friday. There will be a bunch of um, groups dancing. There will be some concerts out on Mesa Road. Food festival. There's a Halloween costume contest. Are you dressing up? I was not aware of the Halloween costume contest, well, but we uh, <laughs> we might have to make some arrangements for that. <laughs> there is a Halloween costume contest. Um, UCI dance crews will be performing. If you are new to our school, we have some fantastic dance crews that have performed on America's Best Dance Crew, Kaba Bayan being one of those, um, and live music. So it's a great event. Then the event moves into the Bren Center for Midnight Magic, where you will get a sneak preview of the men's and women's basketball team. Uh, we'll have the three-point contest. The me- that's a gender men versus women contest. Men won last year, by the way, in case you guys were wondering. Was it by a long shot? Uh, I think we beat them pretty bad. <laughs> I don't remember. I mean, I'm just going on a limb here. I'm not sure, but uh, I think we won by a significant amount. <laughs> uh, and I think, if I recall, you were you were in the three-point contest last year. I was in the three-point contest last year. Who did you compete against last year? Do you remember uh, who was on the women's side? I forgot. I know Jackie, Jacqueline Marshall was on there. Um, I want to say Lawrence Benazzi. Um, I can't remember. I think there may have been one or two others. I can't remember who though. But uh, oh, when we when there was the concert in the park though, we uh, uh, Lawrence Benazzi was talking a little bit of mess. Oh, was they were, she? They were gonna uh, they were gonna take the take the championship this year, take the win. So I like it, avenge match. We'll, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> then we go on to the dunk contest, and you are involved in that this I year. I am involved in the dunk contest. Yes. Okay, and then we'll have the spirit squad out there. We'll have uh, more dance crews. Well, actually, the men's women basketball team will be performing with MCIA, um, doing a dance with MCIA. So you guys are doing that, that again. We're doing that again. That MCIA is awesome. Itinerary. They're a great crew. Like we love hanging out with them. So they're awesome. Now you did this last year. We did do this last year. Yeah, I think it went off very well. I don't know if we can find it online. We'll have to see if it's on YouTube still. But there might be some. Um, there might be some clips of the men's and women's basketball team dancing last year. So if you missed it last year, you can go back and onto YouTube and search it. And you should be able to find it. And after Midnight Magic, there'll be a concert with Dom Kennedy, Kendrick Lamar, and Tyga. And the party doesn't end there because after that, we'll have Aftershock, which is a big dance party with student DJs. And that goes on until all hours of the morning. So if you've never been and you want to check out this event... As of last week, there were less than 400 tickets left, so you should go to asuci.edu, asuci.uci.edu, backslash Shocktoberfest, and pick up your tickets. Student tickets are $12, guest tickets are $35, and they are running out, so go get your tickets early, people. And that event, again, is this Friday, beginning at 5.30. Damon, let's put our focus on Midnight Magic, the three-point contest. Who is the sharpshooter for the women? So it comes down to, uh, I know what Kelly Meggs and Lawrence Manazzi are competing this year. So those two, they're both great shooters. I know there's a couple other girls that are new to the, new to the squad this year that are competing. So I don't know much about them. So they might could potentially be sleepers. We'll see. But uh, I know Lauren and Kelly can shoot the ball pretty well. So um, those, as of now, those are our top competition. And um, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully they fold under pressure because... 
Uh, well, they kind of did last year. <laughs> oh, they no, I'm just, under I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, no, we uh, we have a pretty good shooting team as well. So um, let me see. I'm not sure who's in our three point contest. Who is it? Oh, Flo, Travis, Mike Walter. You know, I mean, you can, what are you gonna do with Mike Walter? Come on now. <laughs> um, Travis Souza. Travis Souza is a pretty deadly shooter as well. So we'll see. Um, the girls have their they, their work cut out for them this year. So we'll see. Fans, the uh, participants on the women's side are Kelly Meggs, Vanessa Aguilar, Lauren Spinazzi, and Madison McKinney. Vanessa and Madison are new to the, te- new to the team this year, um, Kelly and Lauren being the veterans. Damon, who is the best shooter among the four on the men's team? Me? Uh, me? No, I don't know about <laughs> me. I, Mike Walter has the statistics to show that he's the best shooter. So, But he, he's a clutch shooter, too, which is pretty, which is great, especially on and off the court in such positions as the Battle of the Sexes three-point contest and stuff like that. So Now, do you ever just, you know, have a contest between the women, you know, just kind of on the blacktop at uh, the dorms and at VDC and things like that? No, I mean, occasionally we'll just, we'll do like a half-court shooting contest. Nothing too serious. Um, so this is kind of where it all unfolds is at Shocktoberfest. That's when we really get down and compete and see who's 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 superior i guess if that's the correct word to say in that so your so. pick is mike wilder to win it all well or men, at least the, to lead the men yeah well again i think it was last two years not last year but the previous year mm-hmm. it came down to the contestant who won at the arc oh that's so right fans there is a surprise contestant on a men's and women's player that they find at the arc i don't know how they find that person how do they find that i person? believe they do a, a shooting contest at the arc and it's open for anybody any uci students or whatever and they i guess the best shooters they do the same form of competition um spot shots so many balls in each spot and then the person with the most amount of points moves on to the rounds and then um so but yeah in the not last year but the year before that we actually needed our our um what do you want to call them our surprise guest if you want to say yeah our surprise guest uh to knock down a couple of jumpers and, and take us in the in home stretch. But uh, Jade, Jade Smith actually got hot that night and just killed us. So if you kind of want to know a little bit of history on Shocktoberfest, the women did beat us two years ago, and we redeemed ourselves last year. So this is kind of a, for me, this is kind of the tiebreaker for the men's and women's shoot-off. And this is your last, well, not for you personally, but, you know, this is your last year, so you want to go out on a winning note. Exactly, exactly. And so the event you'll participate in is the dunk contest. You're competing against Colin Woods, Mike Best, and Alex Young, possibly Will Davis. Right. Is that correct? Correct. Who's got the best hops? Well, Will Davis by far. I believe he, did he win last year? I think so. I think he won. So he's reigning champ. So we'll see if he decides to come out of retirement and and, uh, compete again. But right now, Alex Young He's about five ten on a good day. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm not <laughs> sure how tall he is, but um. Wait, if he is so, if he's listed on the roster at five ten, he's probably five eight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm right? kidding. No, I think he's about <laughs> six feet. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to take away any height from him, but uh, no, he's he. I don't know how athletic he is. I know he's athletic, mm-hmm. but I mean, he could be saving it for the dunk contest. So we'll see. We'll find out. Mike Best, he could potentially have a few tricks of his sleeve, but I think it'll come down to me and Colin in the end. Now, have you have you um, seen any other any of the other guys planning for their planning their dunks for this contest yet? 
we've talked about it. We've talked about some of the ideas we have and so forth. But I think if we are going to practice, we're going to kind of hide it from each other just to, to keep an edge. You know what I mean? Even though we are within the team, we're still competing against each other. So. Okay. You know, you don't have to get specific, but kind of what type of dunk are you planning? Uh, see, Without I being specific. I, I don't know if I want to talk about that right now. Cause I'm guessing I'll see you and come out and watch it because okay. um, some things are still in the works. Still thinking about some things, so we gotta. I gotta get all the kinks out. In your dunk history, what's the what's the toughest dunk you've tried to do? It would be between the legs. That's and that's one I tried two years ago and actually missed it. But I have gotten it once before, so I thought I'd try it then. But uh, I might have to pull that one out again this year. So that could be another one I'm going for. But uh, hopefully might maybe get some fans involved, see what's going on with that, if we're allowed to and whatnot. So. Now, are any of these guys predictable? Like someone going to def- – who's definitely going to do the windmill? Mike Bess is pretty predictable. He has probably one or two dunks that he might do. Colin Woods – Colin's really athletic, really bouncy. So uh, – he ha- he has a few tricks up his sleeve, so we'll see. He could potentially just come out with an easy windmill just to get to the next round, okay. and then leave somebody else stuck to get to the next round. So I don't, it's it's going to be a good one. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Okay, so Alex is the newcomer, so we don't know what to expect right. from him. Right, Alex is our freshman. So Mike is the predictable one. Mike Best, you heard that? You better come up with something different <laughs> this year. And Colin and you, Damon, are probably the most creative. Yeah, probably. Okay, so we'll look for some variety from you two. Um, so, but it should be exciting either way. And if Will Davis gets in the mix, if Will comes in, I'm gonna go ahead and go with Will to win it all again, <laughs> just because you're conceding already. I'm not. Con- I'm still gonna compete my hardest. But Will Davis is a freak of nature. He is just super athletic. I mean, he's fun to watch. If you guys didn't come out last year, he is. I mean, he's just a. He's a great all around player. He hustles, plays hard. He's a great shot blocker. I believe he set. Um, he set the UCI record last year for most shots blocked in either game or first season. I'm not sure. I think it was a game, but uh, I think that was eight or nine. Mm-hmm. But um, again, he's just he's super athletic. He's everywhere on the court, rebounding, blocking shots. Um, he's our alley oop guy. He's getting out in transition, getting dunks, dunking on people. So I mean, he's he's really a lot of fun to watch. So if you guys didn't come out and check him out last year, definitely come do that this year. Um, and that's I mean, just us in general, men's and women's basketball. We're I know women's have a new coach this year, so it's it's gonna be exciting to see what how they play and how they're gonna be. We didn't graduate anybody, so we're excited to to get things started on Friday. Yeah, you're one of the youngest teams last year in the nation. That's right. Um, Will Davis is hard to miss, folks. He's tall and he's athletic and he's electrifying, and it should be a great show. I gotta ask though, what's with the Fresh Prince wardrobe that Will's been sporting? <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but I'm not wrong, right? He, he's he's doing the Fresh Prince that's of Bel Air. That's just Will's style. You know what they say though. Every time, even though his style goes out, it always comes back in sooner or later. So maybe he's just trying to bring it back. <laughs> but hey, Fresh so, Prince was a great show. You can't you can't. Was. I can't even be mad at him for trying to rock that style. Well, we're just, well, we're just having some fun. He's probably gonna come stomp on me now. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about bas- basketball. You guys made it to the conference tournament semi last year. Correct. A tough loss, but to a very good Long Beach State team. How good will the Ant Eaters be this year? Just us in general. We expect to win conference. I mean, we we compete and we've been training t- for that in mind. That's our goal. That's that's what we try to attain this year. So I mean, we we expect to be the best in the conference this year. But again, there's teams like Fullerton, Long Beach. They're they're still going to be good. Hawaii's coming in the conference. Um, I know Yahoo ranked us fourth in the conference standings, or whatever it is. So. 
it's it's going to be a battle regardless of how good we expect to be, but we can't take anybody lightly. It's always going to be a hardcore battle when we step out on the court every night. Uh, who do you who do you see? You know, UC Irvine's predicted to finish fourth. You know, is Long Beach in that mix since they lost a big senior class? They did lose a huge senior class, but they have they had a great recruiting class. Um, they have, I believe, it's Ennis Cantor or James Ennis. I'm sorry, Ennis Cantor was the guy from whatever. They have James <laughs> Ennis. I apologize. Um, he's a great player, super super athletic. Um, just he was he was huge for them last year. He was kind of their 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 glue guy in a sense. But um, so he's coming back. They have. Uh, Caffey, who was a freshman point guard last mm-hmm. year, who had gotten a lot of experience, um, and then they have some pretty good transfers as well. And I'm not sure what the recruiting class looks like, but they're they're going to be good. They're a solid team, so we'll, uh, we're anxious to play them and see how that goes. And UC Santa Barbara also lost their main players. They too. lost quite a few. I was actually watching the Laker game last night, and uh, Samoji, the seven footer that Santa Barbara had, was playing for them. So Is he really? He's on the Lakers? Yep, he was playing with the Lakers. So and we'll see if he gets kept, or because I know it's just preseason right now. We'll see if they keep him. But uh, And then Orlando Johnson from Santa Barbara right. uh, got drafted by the Pacers. Um, so And then they lost Nunley, who was their shooting guard, which I believe he got he got picked up on a on a summer league team, but I'm not sure if he made the team or not. He might be overplaying professionally overseas. So so a lot of, a lot of uncertainty with a lot of other teams. We just have to see if the recruiting classes pan out. But we know what UC Irvine has. And let's talk a little bit about our roster. Let, who are the new guys and what do they bring to the team? Okay, we have uh, we have Alex Young. He'll be in the dunk contest. He's, uh, he's a solid guard from Oregon. 5'8". <laughs> Alex, that wasn't me. That was, that was <laughs> him. But, um, yeah, no, he, he's, a, he's a solid guard, makes good decisions, plays hard, um, just really dedicated to getting better. Like, he does anything he can. He listens well. He plays hard like he's just an all-around good player he's going to be a great guard in the big west and for the school as he grows older and then we have Ege, i believe Ege mala from turkey mm-hmm. who he's, i think i heard that they were teaching him bad english or something some bad words or something like that oh uh, we wouldn't so do that i, I don't think know you're, that. you need to get your team under control there <laughs> well we'll work on that we'll see but um he's uh he's about six 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 seven uh like a wing player i know they might he might be like a versatile player like three four but um, he's he's gonna be good. Also, he can shoot the ball very very well. Um, strong kid, but uh, he's young. He just turned eighteen uh, a couple months ago or a month ago, whatever it was. But uh, so he has a lot of growing up to do. But he's he's also gonna be a pretty good player. And then we have Connor. He's our local seven footer. Who so. was in the video? If you missed it, we uh, yes. the athletics <laughs> <laughs> the athletic team and coaches did a Gonham style video, and he was featured in that. I think Alex <laughs> was the one dancing, wasn't he? Alex, Will, and Connor were dancing, and then <laughs> obviously everybody knows Mike, Mike Wilder with the Afro. Yep, he was uh, bringing in Connor on the on the moped. Yeah. So we actually have a little moped crew on the team. Do you really? Me, Travis, and Mike Wilder all have mopeds. So uh, <laughs> sometimes we cruise around here feeling all. Hardcore, like we're a biker <laughs> gang, <laughs> but not at all. But it's fun to ma- it's fun to pretend. Um, but Connor, so seven footer, so tall guy. Is he is he mobile? Um, he's a lot more mobile than he was when he came in. Connor, when he came in, was really out of shape. Um, just his kind of hadn't really adapted to his body yet. He was still in that clumsy state. Mm-hmm. But um, he did an awesome job this summer, uh, just working out and just getting in shape. He brought his. We ran a mile. He brought his mile time from like 10 minutes down to like 7.15, I believe, 7.20. Oh, that's pretty impressive. So he has done an incredible job at getting in shape, and his f- everything's coming along for him. 
but yeah, he's he's going to be a huge presence. I mean, obviously he's a seven footer, so that'll that'll help in the in the paint, often uh, defensively, rebounding wise. So, and then he's got a nice little hook shot that he likes to do, which he's pretty good at. So he might be bringing back the hook shot. Um, and then we have a transfer, Dominic Dunning, from I believe it's New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not eligible to play this year, but he's he's an awesome player, very crafty, very shifty solid score he's a slasher you know what I mean slasher gets people open knock down the open jump shot like he's he's a really good player so he's gonna be good next year so I'm excited to see how how he'll play next year I'm um, really quickly go over the guys coming back uh Adam Folker you Mike Wilder Flowers I'm sure I'm missing some guys but um you guys are pretty tight and yeah. what were the conversations that you had after last year um after ending the season last year and then now going into this season well the first thing said in the locker room was remember how this feels, the loss to Long Beach. It's a terrible feeling to lose, and especially considering that none of us were seniors. It wasn't our last go at it. So we know this year it's, it's now or never. That's it for the four seniors we have, which is me, Mike Wilder, Adam, and Flowers, Derek Flowers. So that's, that's definitely motivation for us. We've, I mean, we don't want it to end. So we're going we're gonna to push and scratch and claw as, as hard as we can until the very last moment. Yeah, so there's four seniors coming back. Um, Adam Folker, he, I mean, he's just a workhorse. He's the man. Adam, I believe he got, like, all hustle award last year for the Big West. So he shot, like, 52% or 40-something percent from the field. Um, Great. His free throws have been getting better. He struggled with those early in the year, but he's been working on that all summer and all off season. so... Him coming back is going to be huge for us. Let's see, Mike Wilder, obviously. Mike Wilder's our shooter. Knockdown jumper. Don't leave him open from anywhere on the court, half court, full court, whatever. He'll knock it down. Flowers, point guard, uh, runs our team. Quick, super crafty, just... I feel like we saw the most progression in his game Yeah. Um, out of the upperclassmen. I mean, he went leaps and bounds and took it to another level last year. Yeah, we because we were all dependent on him. I mean, he knew that, and he stepped up, and he, he filled the shoes that he needed to fill because, I mean, well, obviously we lost Pat Rembert the, fall, the year before that. Mm-hmm. So Pat was did a great job at the point guard position. So Flo knew that he had some big shoes to fill, and he did a great job at it. He stepped up and did what he had to do. Just came up big in a lot of games. So, yeah, there's a lot of games that we wouldn't have won without Flo's energy and his spark and just the things that he brought to the table. But that's everybody. Uh, our team is, is really close together, and we don't necessarily – we don't have one dominant player, but if we all come together and we're just one solid team, you know what I mean? So it, it's awesome to watch us play because if one person's off one night, somebody's going to be on another night. So it's, it's, it's really it's, – it's an awesome team. It's a, we're a great team unit. And, um, but also we have – who am I missing? Colin. We've got Aaron. Oh, Chris McNeely. And Chris Mack. Chris yep. McNeely uh, started also last year for us. He got – first team all-conference in the Big West tournament. So he ended the season awesome last year. And on a side note, Chris couldn't see last year at all. He was blind as a bat. We just had his eyes checked. I, and, was, uh, I mean, he literally he, just didn't have contacts in, or he, he didn't know that he, he had a vision problem? He had glasses, but he didn't have contacts. Uh-huh. So he could see, like, up to half court, but everything else was blurry past then. So Chris just recently got glasses, <laughs> or he got contacts, and he has been playing incredibly. Like it's just it's night and day. Like his shot is there. His he just he can finally see. So I'm really excited to see what he's going to do this year. The fact that he can actually see the full court. 
Well, if he was first team all conference, blind as a bat, I mean, he he's got to buy for all American out there. Chris is going to be good. Chris is going to be really good. He's going to help us. We we need Chris a lot this year too. So, um, and he also added a facet to his game. I remember early on in in his career, he you know liked to spot up, and but now he added. Um, he's able to slash and drive yep. a little bit more, and he added that last year. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's come a long way also since his his sophomore or his freshman year. Last year was his sophomore year. So. Um, what else we have? Will Davis. I already talked about him. He's gonna. He's just our just animal. Let's see. Colin Woods. We have him coming back. He's a great scorer. Great scorer. So we're expecting a lot of things out of him. Uh, let's see who else we have. Mike Best. Obviously, uh, great shooter for as big as he is. Great touch. So we've actually put on quite a few, quite a bit of weight with uh, Mike Best and Colin. They were a little bit on the scrawnier side last year, so they put on yeah. some weight. So they're re- they're ready to get in the paint and bang a little bit. And uh, just gets throwing a couple more rebounds, and uh, let's see what else we got. Well, the added height this year has right. to be has to make you guys feel really good. Yeah, we have a lot more height. Oh, John Ryan. Mm-hmm. Speaking of height, he was a uh, transfer from Fresno, who could not play last year, but will play this year. I believe he's about six eight, six nine. Um, just great passer, great player. Has a good feel for the game. Um, solid rebounder. So. With the lineup that we have, if we go big, we go small, whatever. We're gonna we're gonna be tough to guard in all positions because we have solid players throughout. Um, let's see. I know I'm saying um a lot, but uh, <laughs> I'm thinking. That's what I say when I think. Let's see who else. Um, Colin, Mike, Best, Will. Oh, Reed McConnell, who was a red shirt last year. Um, he'll be playing this year. He's a great shooter, so we'll see what he brings to the table. Uh, Travis Souza, who played a lot, he pl- started playing a lot more at the latter end of the season. Um, great player, really good player, has a great feel for the game, great shooter. He's one of those guys that when he comes in the game, he makes a difference. Um, so he's he's going to be a really good player. I'm looking forward to seeing how he's going to do this season. Also, well, it it just looks like it's a, a fantastic sounding team. We like we said, we added some height. We've got a really strong upper class. Um, we're really looking forward to seeing, seeing the Anteaters this year. And, folks, with that, we're going to take a quick break and talk more with Damon Starring. Eda Nation, this is Scott Juniper, head coach of the women's soccer team. Do you tweet? If so, be sure to follow UC Irvine Athletics and me. Join the Twitter at sea and search Scott Juniper and UCI Athletics to get the inside scoop on the women's soccer program and all the Anteater teams. And welcome back to the Bull and Gold Report. Continue our interview with Damon starring Damon um, was basketball your first sport yes and no like I mean I've always played a bunch of sports growing up I was really athletic I played football baseball basketball tennis golf I played them all um, but as I got older I still played them all when I was younger but as I got older about high school I kind of just focused on basketball I was really scrawny when I was little mm-hmm. so football was not the way I was going to go <laughs> um, even though football was kind of my family my dad played professionally so, but I kind of just went the basketball route. The rest of my family besides him was all basketball family. So, um, now I've done a little research on you and you, um, like I said, loved basketball when you were little and I know that you're a big Duke fan. Yeah, no, not at all. That's, that's <laughs> funny for me. Uh, Fumi's actually a big Duke fan and I was growing up a North Carolina fan until I came to UCLA. I was I'm an Eater fan now, but, uh, North Carolina was my, my, my preference and, uh, absolutely hate Duke. <laughs> Why was so, North Carolina your team? I just honestly, I think I liked their color, and then once I liked their color, I kind of just started watching them, like the players, and you know, what I mean, it's just 
just developed into my the team that I like. Damon's also hard to miss on campus because he coordinates all his apparel, <laughs> um, and he will he will also match his gum that he's chewing to his shoes. Okay, that's a little extreme. It just so happens true, that my though. gum was the same color <laughs> as what I was wearing that day. That's not true. Okay, I so do you not don't really work at that? No, no, no. Okay. no that's, that was just you telling out false information. Oh, okay. Like, I apologize. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, we're going to move on. I spoke to one of your teammates. I don't know if you know this, to do some background info on you. Get some oh, background on I was not aware, but yeah. okay. Um, I'm told you're a neat freak I, and that you have gotten on the guys that you lived with for not being neat. Yes, I am. I am very neat. Just because, I mean, I feel like if you if you take something out, you just put it away. Like that's it. Nothing will ever be messy. You know what I mean? If you take something out, use it, wash it, fold it, whatever it is, just put it up, and that's it. You don't have to worry about a mess. You don't have to worry about things piling up. It's just <laughs> it's just simple that way. So and I, don't know, I just once something's in my head, like I'm very kind of I'm I'm a stubborn person, kind of. But, um, Should we say obsessive compulsive? No, not uh, nearly. No, 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 okay. no, not not that extreme. But uh, I just like things to be neat and orderly because I don't like to walk into something that's just messy, especially if people come in and it's just I like to things for now, things to be. Is this true trouble. that you're not living with the same guys as you did last year because they are not neat? <laughs> <laughs> All right, yes and no. Yes and no. Um, so who did you live with last year? <coughs> last and who was who was a sty? Last year, I lived with uh, John Ryan, Chris McNeely, and Mike Wilder. Um, and now I live in a double with it's me and John Ryan. We're both really clean, so we like it. But it's not necessarily that one was just particularly really messy. It was that it was four guys living in a house. And just no matter what happens, it's going to end up getting dirty or messy unless you're constantly cleaning it. And I was the only one cleaning it a lot of times. Uh. So it just, you know what I mean? It was, I was cleaning up after myself and three other people. So it kind of was just like, all right, I can't tired do this anymore. After a year, didn't right, it? exactly. Who's your roommate on the road? Uh, it changes. They they switch up our roommates uh, constantly, whatever road trip we're on. So it's which is fun. I like that because you always get to meet different roommates and see how different people are living, and just it's it's fun. Like it's nice to not have the same roommate because you get closer with your team as a whole unit as opposed to just one person. Who was the worst guy in the house last year? On the team mm-hmm. or in the house that I was living in? In the house you were living with. For what? And what worst guy is what? Is not being neat. The messiest one. <sighs> I'm not going to put anybody on the bus They're like that. No, Come I'm on. not going to do that. <laughs> not going to do it because I'm sure there was things that I was messy at that I didn't think I was messy. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, not necessarily messy. That's for a future show. They're going to come back and talk about <laughs> what you were bad at. <laughs> well, I'm going to let them go ahead and throw me under the bus. I'm okay. not going to throw anybody under the bus. Okay, <laughs> you're also the ol- oldest guy on the team. I am and the oldest guy on the you, team. And they give you a bunch of grief uh, about they it. They do call me the grandpa of the team, yes. But you're all of 23, so you're really not. I'll be 24 in December. So oh. I'm, well, I'm up there. Have you, as the oldest guy on the team, are you doing a lot of mentoring for the freshmen or? Are they pretty solid? They don't need a lot of guidance. I mean, they're all freshmen need guidance. <laughs> it's just that's <laughs> just to life. That's just a way of coming into college sports or even just in school in general. Like mm-hmm. as a freshman, you have a lot to learn. There's a lot of things to know and find out. But it's not not just me. Like all the guys are doing a good job of making sure that the freshmen are taken care of. They have what they need. But you know, what I mean, it's just that's just part of being a team. So all the seniors and upperclassmen, whatever, they're all doing a good job at making sure those guys are taken care of. But we watch each other's back regardless of whether they're freshmen or upperclassmen. We're all looking out for each other. Um, I'm also told you're a sore loser. Oh, where'd you hear that? And <laughs> you lost a four-on-four game, and then you didn't want to play anymore. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you did, and then I was supposed to ask you about beans. Like you. Oh, okay. So I know you talked to Flo. <laughs> Apparently, Flo's sorry, Flo. Only I tried about. to keep it a secret. Okay. Well, no. Actually, the reason the four on four game it wasn't because I lost. It was because that day we kind of we had a long day. We had conditioning. We had um, individual workouts and whatnot. And it was our open gym, and guys were kind of like tired, didn't really want to be out there. Mm-hmm. So if we were playing guys weren't really playing so i was more aggravated the fact that we were out there and kind of felt like we were wasting time as opposed to getting better mm-hmm. um so that's kind of why i didn't want to keep playing because i felt like it was a waste of time okay but i am a sore loser <laughs> i do hate losing um but i'm are not are you the most competitive on the team we're all really competitive travis is competitive mike's like we're we are really competitive people like i said we have a we have a bowling team last year we had a bowling team where we would go once a week wednesday nights uh, me, Trav, Mike Wilder, Dominic, Jester, Charles Jock, Jacob Yowell. Um, who else? There's another one. But, yeah, there, we would just, I mean, some nights we could all go. Some nights some could go, some couldn't go. Oh, Cam was the other one. Um, but we would just, if we would get out there and compete. Like, it was, the games were almost more nervous than basketball games for us sometimes. Really? It's just, it just gets that intense. So, but, yeah, we all we all compete at whatever it is we do, whether it be eating or just anything, how much weight we we've gained through the week or whatever so how much weight you've gained over the week hey yeah i mean (laughs) we as competitive people you find anything to compete with and just kind of challenge each other and just mess with each other about so was it a track versus men's basketball bowling competition or what did you guys just mix it all up because i've seen dominic bowl and he's really good dominic's good um we actually split it up based on um ability Mm -hmm. so we would just split it up according to who was hot who was not and whatever so who's uh, the best bowler on the men's team men's basketball team see that we're me travis and mike are all really good bowlers Mm -hmm. well we were until we kind of stopped but we were carrying about i think like 180s 190s wow it depends who's on that night okay um i have a little bit of an advantage because i have my own ball I yeah, like I'm competitive. I go. I got keep it in the case. <laughs> I have a case, yes, that I bring to the bowling alley the bowling with my bag. own shoes. I I'm, <laughs> are they th- blue? They're not blue. They're black. I know. I'm if they had shocked. if they had blue ones, I'd get them. But uh, yeah, we. I'm that bowling nerd that shows up. The next thing is a, a bowling shirt. I'm, I plan on getting one of those. But uh, who's the best bowler on the track team? Dom. Dom's a really good Dom bowler. By far. Dom. Okay, so uh, by high scores, it goes. Dom has a 262. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I think I'm next with a 242. Travis had a 240. Cam had a 230-something. Mike had a 230-something. So we're, our, we, we go by our high game. Our high game. So Dom's, Dom's leading the pack with a 262. That's going to be tough to beat. But uh, Are you guys bringing that back next year or this year? We plan on it. Actually, Cam, Cam hit me up tonight to go bowling. But I uh, can't do it tonight. So we'll probably do it the, tomorrow or Wednesday. So we'll see what's going on. Um, that sounds awesome. Okay, so you know I talked to Flo, so we kind of fashioned this version of the Newlywed Game. Now you're old. Have you ever heard of the Newlywed Game? Uh, yeah, I've heard of the Newlywed okay, so <laughs> I watch new- it, still watch it to this day on the, <laughs> the Game Show Network. <laughs> well, we're going to call this What Would Damon Say? So, uh, Damon, <laughs> so Derek Flowers and I came up with 10 questions, and he gave me the answer. He told me what he thought you would say, and then he told me what he thought the real answer is. Make sense? Okay. Okay. Right. So, ready? This is question number one. Who's the <laughs> oh, wait, can I plead the fifth on some of these questions? You don't Go have to. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just They'll making sure. Yeah. Okay, number one. Who's the best dancer on the team? Uh, 
I think Chris McNeely, but I bet Flo thought I would say me. Absolutely. That's what he said. And he said Chris McNeely is the best dancer on the team. Yep. But he did say you, he thought you would say you. Yep. Um, who's got the sickest ball handling skills? <laughs> Flo obviously said himself. <laughs> Flo obviously said himself. But yeah, I'll probably go with Flo. Okay. And what did he... Uh, what was his answer in regards to what he thought you would say? Uh, he probably would say that I would take it, but I wouldn't want to give it to Flo. <laughs> Gosh, he really knows you well. <laughs> okay. Or I know Flo well. We both know me and Flo are pretty close. So okay. So I'm glad <laughs> we talked to him. Um, who on the team is most likely to have a picture of himself on his phone without a shirt? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let's see. Flo said you would say. Adam Folker. But he said... He probably said Will Davis. Holy cow, you're three for three. Okay. <laughs> Question number four. Uh, who, what's the last thing you searched on your phone? Uh, this was yesterday. I went to Disneyland, and uh, I went to the, the game Astro Blasters. Okay. And I was uh, I Googled uh, what's the best way to get a high score in the game. <laughs> so that was... Uh, so you got <laughs> cheated. That was the last... No, I researched. I oh, mean, I used, okay. I used the... The things that were given to me to to get the best score possible. It's like Look, practicing. I mean, I just I study the game. You know what I mean? It's it's working it's, all the angles. Exactly. You Got do it. what you can to win. Flo thought you would say something about shoes or clothes. Oh yeah, yeah. There was a yeah. That's <laughs> I understand that. Okay. Next question: Who's got the best wardrobe on the team? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with me on that one. Okay. I'm sure he said I'd say me too. Yeah. And he said, he said the actual person who has the best wardrobe is Adam Volker. Okay. All right. I'll give him that. Cause it, it depends on what type of style you're going for. Okay. Adam's okay. got the like grown up, like suit tie type stuff. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I have a couple of those, but I'm more or less a casual like jeans and t-shirts or, you know, jackets and shoes. I'm a big shoe guy. Okay. I love shoes. So. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Um, who can jump the highest on the team? Will Davis. Oh, that that was a miss there. He said he thought you would say you, and he says actually it's Colin. But ooh ah yeah well it depends on yeah I don't know that's a tough one that's a tough one that's, that's a tough subjective one. yeah okay who has the best I- basketball IQ on the team? Ah. <laughs> uh... I like to say me. <laughs> okay. But uh, now Travis has a really high basketball IQ. Oh, that's a miss too. He said you would say Wilder, and he says it's Wilder. Wilder has a great basketball. See, I wasn't done yet. I was still <laughs> thinking. I was still thinking. She jumped the gun. You you could hear that. She jumped the gun early. I was still talking. Travis had a high basketball IQ. Mike has a high basketball IQ. Adam has a high basketball IQ. <laughs> Chris has a high basketball IQ. So it's it's kind of a toss-up. Uh, can, you, can you let me finish my answers next time? I will. <laughs> before no. you jump the gun? Okay, number eight. Um, who's the most likely to own a chick flick DVD? Oh, Colin Woods. Or oh, wait, hold on, let me think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, ooh, or Reed, Mc, Reed McConnell. It's between Reed McConnell, Colin Woods. He may have thrown me in there, actually. Flo <laughs> probably <laughs> threw me in there. Okay, are we, are we done with your answer? Um, you can't name the whole team now. <clears throat> all right, yeah, Another. we're done. Okay, well, Flo said he would say, Flo said that you, you would say he has one. But he said Reed McConnell Reed as well. McConnell, yeah. yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Who can do the best slow down dance? <laughs> Chris McNeely. <laughs> Chris McNeely by far. No, I was we were we had talked about it and he said that I should ask you to do a demo of it on camera, but I don't <laughs> think we have time. So I think we'll just skip that for now. 
Flo's throwing me under the bus here. All right, I got, I'm going to remember that. <laughs> We're going to have Derek Flowers on a future show. All right, so. good. Make sure you ask me these questions. Okay. Um, number 10, who is the best at Super Smash Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Super Smash Brothers is not played on the Wii. We played on the old N64. Okay. It's in the living room. So, But it goes down to John Ryan or Chris McNeely. Yes, that's what he said. Yep, and those he are the says two. you're pretty terrible. I'm awful. And that like, you will not play after a game because you're losing. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> okay, so I typically try to play and do things that I'm good at. Uh-huh. And if I'm not good at it, I just stay away from it. <laughs> I, I like to win, so I'm not going to compete at things that I'm not good at. Alex is pretty good at Super Smash <laughs> Brothers, right? I, I played the 64 one. Uh-oh. Oh. John Ryan and Chris McNeely, watch out. <laughs> I know they have a tournament on campus last year. Do they like really? Like a Super Smash Bros. tournament, and Chris entered it and got worked, actually. Yeah, he said they were really good. We're going to have to look into that. That yeah. might be pretty fun. Uh, okay, so that was question 10. We are gonna we have one bonus question. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is Flo's question, actually. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> Who has the best taste in girls on the team? <laughs> <laughs> might have to plead the fifth on this. All right, um, let's see. He said you would say. Uh, that's tough. Adam? Well, I'll just let you off the hook because he says it's him. <laughs> <laughs> of course he would say that. <laughs> well, David, it was great talking to you. Fans, go out and check out Chucktoberfest. Go check out the men's and women's basketball team at Midnight Magic and get your tickets for men's basketball because it's coming up quick. Damon, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Hey, fans. This is Mike Edless, head coach of the women's tennis team. Be sure to friend Peter the Anteater on Facebook this season. Peter keeps all of his friends updated on all UC Irvine athletic games and events. Search Peter Ant and add him today. Want the inside scoop on the women's tennis team? Then fan them on Facebook by searching UC Irvine Women's Tennis. And welcome back to the show. Coming up this week in UC Irvine Athletics, a ton of road action for the Anteaters this week. Mark Hunt and the fourth-ranked men's water polo team end their 15-match road journey against Pepperdine this Saturday at 11 a.m. in Malibu. Julie Brooks and the women's golf team are wrapping up day two at the Sahali Country Club in Washington. We'll have those results for you on our next show. Paula Weissoff's women's volleyball team travels to cross-county rival Cal State Fullerton Thursday at 7 o'clock and then heads out to UC Riverside Saturday for a 7 p.m. showdown against the Highlanders. The women's soccer team also is on the road this week and will make its annual Central Valley Swing at Pacific Friday and UC Davis Sunday. Kickoff against the Tigers is set for 7 p.m. and action against the Aggies will begin at 1 o'clock. George Kuntz's men's soccer team will look for a Big West Conference win this Saturday in their lone match against the Titans of Cal State Fullerton at Ant Eater Stadium, kickoff at 7 p.m. Vince O'Boyle's men's and women's cross-country teams compete in the Highlander Invitational this Saturday at 8.45 a.m. And finally, don't forget, this Friday is Shocktoberfest. There'll be a ton of vendors, dance groups, concerts on Mesa Road, and then the action moves into the Bren Center for Midnight Magic with the men's and women's basketball team. Stick around for a concert with Dom Kennedy, Kendrick Lamar, and Tyga. And it doesn't end there because ASUCI also presents Aftershock featuring student DJ mixes from Electronic Dance Union, which will be held in the Brent Events Center for the first time. There's a lot going on this week, Anteater fans, so don't miss it. That's all for the Blue and Gold Report this week. On behalf of UC Irvine Athletics and KUCI, we thank you for listening.